Hello and welcome to another episode of the Baggies Talk podcast. It's been a very busy week this week. Again, we've had uh, two games and uh, a fair bit of transfer news to get through. We'll start at the transfers. Um, it still looks like we're working to try and get Carl and Grancy, and it was reported on Friday night that we've actually bid five million for a loan fee up front, and then if we stay in the league, um, we'll then pay the thirteen million extra that they want to keep him. And I think that works for both sides. We, we're struggling for funds at the moment uh, after spending a fair whack of our budget on Dean Garner um, and I think Huddersfield will be happy for the chance that if we do actually get relegated um, they've still got your 20 goal a season striker um, in the championship and if we do stay up they get 13 million in the bank so I think it does work for both sides and I do expect Grant to come in now um, after the latest bit of news which I think will be a very good signing for us and then hopefully we can get one more striker in on loan I know there are um, looking around um, in France the last couple of weeks there's been a few different names mentioned um, but personally I do think they'll go in for Dini or Gray um, closer to the deadline and then hopefully by the time this airs the club have announced um, Filip Kravinovic he's been uh, we've been trying to get him again all summer but um, struggled to make a deal with Benfica since they've gone out of the Champions League, they have had to raise a little bit extra cash, um, obviously, because they're out of the Champions League now. So for financial fair play reasons, I think they've had to sort of get a few players off the book. So that one's moved along quickly over the last few days uh, and local reports are saying that uh, is due today. Whether that means that the club will announce it today or tomorrow is yet to be seen. But um, no, it's good to get Kravinovic in. I think uh, he offers that bit extra on and off the pitch. So uh, we saw last season how good he is on the ball. And I think you do get a little bit more time in the Premier League than you do in the Championship. So I think he'll flourish under the opportunity um, and the players will be happy that he's back in the squad. Moving on to uh, the Cup game on last Tuesday. I don't really want to talk too much about this because uh, it was the end of our Cup run, but uh, it seems a long time ago now since we had those uh, that penalty shootout. But uh, I don't think we actually played that bad. I, I think we were, we were probably the better team. Uh, field, again, for me, looked very good. Uh, and a few of the other players, that they put in a good shift. And uh, there wasn't uh, many times where I, I thought we were going to lose the game. So, obviously, it was annoying that the penalty that they won it definitely wasn't a penalty, but then you look at the Edwards one at the other end, and that was... Uh, it was a very harsh decision as well. So, um, I think uh, it equals itself out. But then, my only concern about the game was I was a bit shocked to see uh, Hal robson Carney come off. I haven't seen um, any journalists question Billich on it yet. I could be wrong. But just the fact that he'd already scored two goals in the game... You'd expect him then to be up there first penalty or even fifth penalty because you want your strongest to either get you going or to win you the, the penalty shootout. So uh, it was a shock to see him going off, but maybe it was tactics by Bilic. He thought he's already had two. Um, is the keeper going to know where he's going to go? Um, is it going to be in Carnu's head? Oh, I've took two already in this game. Which way do I go? So it could have been tactics, but unfortunately um, it didn't work out. And... Uh, cup runs over which which is a little bit annoying I did say at the start um, of the season I didn't want a cup run but then when you look at the fixtures that we had and then it would be Fulham in the next one um, tough games but I think it would have been a great opportunity for the kids to get more time and um, get quite far in the cup so a bit annoying but uh, 
No, I thought we played well on a whole and uh, it was annoying to go out on penalties. Where to start on the Chelsea game? It was dramatic and very unpredictable. I think at the start of the game, if someone would have said to you, yep, you'll you'll draw 3-3 against Chelsea, I think everyone would have bit the hands off. But the fact that we were 3-0 up and then uh, come away with only a point does feel like a bit of a loss. But I think the players put a great shift in. Um, there wasn't many mistakes compared to the last couple of weeks. And I think what I've liked over the three games is I think Leicester was a bit of an experiment on the formation. Uh, it started off well, didn't go to plan. I thought Everton, we played a lot better. Obviously, the red card hindered that. And then I think yesterday, um, Saturday, should I say, we improved so much more. Uh, and I think the players are getting confident every week. They're, they're seeing that the formation is actually working. Uh, I'm not sure if Slav's going to stick with it at, come the end of the transfer window, but for the time being, it seems to be uh, getting better each week. And now we're going into four games in the Premier League where you want to be, if we want to stay in this league, you want to pick up at, at least minimum six points um, from those games. Uh, but back onto the Chelsea game, it, a bit frustrating in terms of being 3-0 up and then not getting the point. But I thought first half um, the players were excellent in attack. you got Callum Robinson running his socks off, uh, having two shots and scoring t two great finishes. Um, nothing that the keeper could do about either of them. Uh, just a great striker's finish. Uh, and then I thought Pereira was excellent all game. He's just the touches and his passing. I think we will struggle to keep him longer than this season, unfortunately. Uh, but what a season we're going to have with him. He just seems like we found an unbelievable boy and he's one of the most gifted. I'm not saying he's the best player in my lifetime at Albion, but he's definitely one of the most gifted um, players that I've seen. Just Everything seems faultless with him and that flick um, at the end should, should have been illegal. He should have probably been booked for uh, taking the mick, but uh, no, I thought he was brilliant. Um, I thought Sawyers was better going forward uh, this week. Uh, definitely probably his better performance out of the three games. Uh, I know people still uh, on social media think that he should, shouldn't should be in the squad. Um, I was probably one of them. But I think going forward, I think if he's got that roam where he can get forward a little bit and someone stays back, I think... I think he will do well in the in the squad, but it's obviously you can't just play Livermore and Sawyers and then let Livermore be the only one staying back. So uh, will will he change the formation and bring in field at CDM? I know people have been saying they want a joy in central defensive mid, but I think a joy is a, a man mountain at the back, and I think if you take him out of that defence, I think we'll start um, becoming more open. And I know we've conceded. Uh, 11 goals is it in three games but I thought we did look better at the back this week uh, you had a pop shot from Mount which uh, has caused a bit of controversy online whether Johnson should save it or not I think he personally should have at least dived for it but a lot of people are saying it took a second from when Mount hit it to, to hit the back of the net so uh, that one we're going to leave on the controversy pile um, and then going on to the equaliser uh, a bit of a disgrace really isn't it we've uh, we've all seen it the handball um, and I'm just not sure how VAR haven't picked up on it especially when you've seen all the handballs given this week already um, why was ours the one that was missed and then the second even the second goal there is a foul uh, in the build up on the halfway line and it's not even like the look at it um, they don't go to VAR to check it so 
it's a bit frustrating is VAR there to help the big teams um the top the top four I would say the top six but then Spurs yesterday were uh, they they were on the other end of it um but I think managers need to come together with this handball rule and uh, not no manager in that Premier League can be happy with this handball rule um they've got to be frustrated by it so sure I heard on the TV the other day that they said that uh, at FIFA aren't meeting until March um, to discuss the ruling. So we can't have this going on every week. Um, players are going to have to cut their arms off to defend. It's just a joke. Eric Dyer yesterday was not even. He, he got his back to the to the wall uh, to the ball. So for that to be given as a, a handball is a disgrace. And then you look at us, and uh, it's clearly. Havertz has clearly it's clearly helped him by using his hand. So by their ruling, how it wasn't uh, how it wasn't ruled out, I'm I'm really unsure. But he's clearly used the, his hand to his advantage. I'm not saying he's deliberately handballed it, but his hand has come to an advantage and it's equalised uh, them into the game. And I saw on uh, match of the day, Alan Shearer saying, "Oh well, Hal Robson Carney had the chance to clear it." Which I think is a ridiculous statement. It doesn't matter what happened if how Robson Carno had the chance to clear it. The guy still handballed it. So you're telling me next week if the ball comes into the box, Robinson catches it, puts it on the floor just in front of Thiago Silva and scores. Alan Shearer is going to say next week, "Oh, it's all right because um, Thiago Silva did have the chance to clear it. It, it just wouldn't happen." So for me, I think um, a great point on the board, but I think. Uh, a lot of us did come away on Saturday night fuming at the uh, the officials for not picking up on at least the handball. I I might be being a bit too uh, ambitious in saying that um, the second one should have been disallowed because of the foul, but I do think there was a foul in there and it was in the same uh, phase of play, so surely it should have gone back. But um, these things happen. Um, we're happy to take the point on the board and we've got four games coming up um, where... I think the players will have confidence now and uh, hopefully we'll start uh, picking up a couple of wins. Something that I do want to talk about this week is the lack of respect I feel we get from TV channels uh, and the pundits. So um, last time we were in the Premier League, obviously we'd get a stick from uh, ever since we've sort of had Tony Pulis from uh, on social media that we're boring. Um, we don't do... We don't belong in the Premier League sort of thing, which is obviously a joke uh, based on the fact that how um, stable we were in there after coming up. Uh, but this season, it just feels like we wrote off every week. Um, it, we seem like every game, oh, it's just West Brom sort of thing. And they always focus on the other team a lot more. Um, and then if we do something like get a draw against uh, Chelsea... Uh, they don't really talk about it as such as like Albion. It's just all the Chelsea talk. On Sky Sports, I thought it's absolutely ridiculous that um, not one player or manager got uh, interviewed. You're telling me that if Leeds didn't pick up a free free um, at Ellen Road against Chelsea, they'd have Bielsa and Bamford and um, Rodrigo talking. It, I think it's just uh, the Seals as this little club that's here for a season. Uh, and then we're going to go, but I just think it's a disgrace, really. How, uh, no one was interviewed on Sky, and the way that some of the pundits have spoke about us, I just think it's a bit disrespectful, really. Um, and I'm not sure why it's happening. We played some really good football in the Championship, and just because Leeds are this so-called big team, um, it, they're oh yeah, we'll we'll always talk about Leeds. Uh, Fulham are the same this season. I think Fulham have been wrote off with us. 
Um, and obviously, us and Fulham have had more Premier League years in recent years than Leeds. So why should we be um, automatically put to the bottom of the pile? But uh, hopefully we can prove some of those wrong and uh, stay in the Premier League for a bit more and show them what we're capable of. We, we've already showed this season the goals that we've scored. They've been fantastic. Um, and that we have got um, some attacking flair and that we're not going to... I don't think we've... Uh, Parked the buzz as such in any of the games um, that we've played. I think we have gone for it. Um, so I think that we will we will be uh, an exciting team to watch. Uh, but obviously we're just not getting that respect from journalists, uh, pundits and, and TV channels. But uh, we just got to get on with that. And uh, hopefully we actually get an interview on uh, Sky or BT Sport next week so we can see what the manager thinks other than having to wait for our own uh, social media team to tweet about it so it's that point of the week where we've got a guest on again and this week we've got none other than england kit man pat frost how you doing pat i'm all right then thank you no it's thanks for coming on uh i know you're a busy man so uh, always appreciate your time no problem um i've just had a little bit of a rant on the podcast about um what i think is a lack of respect um that we're getting this season from pundits and sky um I think the last time we were in the Premier League, I don't sort of recall us having... We got stick from, obviously, fans because of Tony Pulis and whatnot, but I don't um, recall having a, a lack of respect um, just to write us off so so easily. What do you think about it? Uh, well, I'm not surprised by it, if I'm honest. Um, and the best way to answer things like that is, of course, by stuffing up. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, so I've actually um, asked you twice on Twitter um, for predictions for the games and you got Leicester spot on. And uh, I'm not going to say that you got Chelsea spot on because you said a score draw and I'm sure you didn't expect a 3-3, free free, did you? Well, you asked me what I thought and I said a score draw and what was the score? It was a score draw. Um, so I'm hoping... Well, I, I meant spot on then. <laughs> I'm hoping next week you, uh, you give us an Albion win. Uh, who is it next week? Southampton away. Southampton away, yeah. Yeah, let's see if we get let's see if we get anybody in the next few days. Yeah, I, th- I think with Southampton, I watched him the other day, and it's just one of those that if Danny Ings gets a chance to form his in, he's going to put it away. So <laughs> we need to just uh, hope that he picks up a knocking training or something. I think, or because uh, I think we if. If Danny Ings, if we mark him out the game, I think we would have a chance. Um, from what I saw the other day, but one ch- he had one chance the other day and he scored it. So that's the difference. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's taking his chances at the moment. And historically, we do okay at Southampton, so you know, don't rule us out just yet. No, and uh, so the game on Saturday was uh, a lively one to say the least. Um, what do you make of this whole handball ruling? Should the managers maybe do a bit more to make a stand on it? Um, well, I get as frustrated as an ex-man with the handballs because it, it just—you always think it goes against the, say, smaller or lesser teams. Um, I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of VAR. I've always said that. I'm not a fan of VAR. Full stop. If you can get rid of it, I'd happily go back to the old days of us moaning about the referees, not moaning about VAR. Yeah. Um, but I've got a feeling it's here to stay, so we can moan about it all day long, but there's nothing we can do about it, is there? Yeah. Not as fans, anyway. I think when they advertised it to us, it was going to be, it's going to take the um, controversy out of football and the results will be as they were, but it just seems now that we've we've got something in that's meant to um, give you the correct score, but still does exactly <laughs> the same as what happens before. 
No, at the time all the big hitters, presenters, managers were all for it, wasn't they? And uh, do you know what? I reckon if you did a survey now and said to them, do you want it or not? I'd guess it'd go 70-30 in the favour of getting rid of it myself. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There's uh, not many that would uh, would still want it. Um, so Kravinovic looks like he's going to be signing in the next 48 hours. I'm not sure if you've seen uh, local reports this morning saying that it's pretty much done. Okay, that's uh, good news. That's... Yeah, I think it's one that's good because he's good off and on the pitch. And Slav's obviously wanted him all season, uh, all transfer window. So uh, it's good to get that over the line. But we desperately need a striker, I think, despite uh, Robbo's two goals on the weekend. Well, you, you, you say we're desperate for a striker. And I'm sure every fan who falls out of the wants a striker. But we scored three goals comfortably on... Saturday, yeah. we're, we're, we're creating chances, so I, but we're conceding goals more than we're scoring army, if you know what I mean. I just, if, if, if you offered me now a centre-half or a striker for 10 million quid, I'm taking a centre-half. Okay, yeah, that's, uh, I think uh, that'll be a bit uh, controversial in such, I think people think that we definitely do need a striker, but as we say, Robinson's looked good, um, I thought he held the ball up very well against Everton, um, and then on Saturday, he, he had two chances, and he, he took him with ease, he, he never looked like missing. Yeah, no, he looked very confident, didn't he? It's good to see him scoring, Callum, because I think he's a confidence player, and once he gets going, you know. Yeah, I think it's what Ollie Burke started two games at Sheffield United again. I'm not sure how he's going to get on there, but I think it could be one of those um, Dwight Gale and Rondon sort of loans where um, they've both sort of left the club where not. I don't think Rondon was respected enough when he was at us um, from a fan's point of view, and he probably didn't do as well as he did at Newcastle, but it suited both parties. So I think it could be one of those. I think Ollie Burke could do okay at Sheffield United, and I think Robbo's going to do. Uh, very well for us this season. Yeah, I'm not too bothered how Oliver Burke gets on. He doesn't play for us anymore, but I'll tell you what, I won't. I'll have Rondon back tomorrow. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love him. I think he'd, he'd get them goals for us. And uh, No, he did very well at Newcastle when he went there. Um, I yeah. personally want us to go in for um, Troy Deeney at some point if if we don't get Carl and Grant. What would you uh, make of Deeney in an Albion trip? I'll take Deeney for a season. He'll get your goals. He'll, you know, he'll he'll add a bit of something to the squad that we haven't got. Um, he'd, he'd add a bit. He'd add a bit of bite as well because you know you can get Nigby Carney. We haven't really got that other than Jake. We haven't anybody got to put a foot in. And uh, I can tell you now, Troy Deeney will put a foot in. No two ways about that. Yeah, and uh, he definitely hates a Villa, so he'd uh, he'd get the players hyped up for that one. I think. Uh... Hate's a strong word, then. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it's the right word for uh, for Dini and Villa, to be honest. It may well be. Still uh, a strong word, isn't it? Talking of Villa, you're obviously the England kit man and they've got uh, two players in the England squad. Um, do you get much stick from them being an Albion fan from uh, Mings, Grealish and Cody at Wolves, either? Uh, well, I'd worked with Conor Cody before. I did a World Cup with Conor in 2011. Yeah. He was captain of the under-20s with the likes of uh, Harry Kane, Eric Dyer, John Stones. So I've known um, Connor for a while and it was nice to catch up with him. Thankfully he remembered me. And I think when I, in Turkey was the World Cup and I remember saying to him, make sure you come and sign for the biggest club in the Midlands one day. And I reminded him, I did remind him of that fact when I saw him the other week. 
And I said, I told you to come and sign for the club of the Midlands. And he, quick as a flash, he says, well, I did, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, it must, uh, you always, uh, all your stories, you always seem to have a good laugh. Uh, it must be good to work uh, work for England. And obviously, at the moment, you're getting, when you, I know it's working, but you're getting to be in a, a stadium for, for a, f- a few games. Yeah, watching live football, you can't beat it. I still go and watch Carnarvon, obviously, so I get to go and watch them. I did it on the weekend because I'm on the board of directors there, so I get to go into the games. No. Um, but obviously, it's another level when you go and watch England, and I, I am very fortunate at the moment to be able to go and watch them. If, um, say, for instance, uh, Albion, Jacko, obviously, is the kit man there. They contacted you today and said, do you want to uh, be the kit man for the season? Would you go back or do you prefer being being a fan? Uh, and watching sort of from afar rather than it being your job? Uh, well, you, you can be a fan and do the kit man's role. Obviously, I did it. And I took a bit of stick in the days. Well, I remember when Gira scored that goal against Liverpool on the opening day of the season. I'm with the other 20,000 fans with my two arms going the air singing Gira, Gira, you know. So you, you can combine the two. Would I go back? I'd, listen, first of all, Jacko's an unbelievable kit man. And also... Being um, kitman at a club is not easy, when you, especially when you've got children, because every weekend of the year is gone. Yeah. You, you're working 10 months a year, then all of a sudden the season ends and your new kit comes in, and you've got to work through June as well to get all your new kit ready. It's flipping up. And I, I don't mind putting a shift in, but every single weekend is gone when you're at a club being a kitman. Yeah, I can imagine. And he's stopping in the right balance with when you've got children and grandchildren, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. I can imagine uh, there's a lot of it's high pressure all the time. You've got to get everything uh, spot on. And uh, from your stories, I've heard there's been a, a couple, not many, but a couple of occasions where uh, things have gone wrong. But uh, you always seem to uh, be there for the players and get it sorted. Yeah, you got to you have to improvise now and again. But the main thing is getting the players out with the right kit on. Yeah, which uh, which which you seem to do ninety nine percent of the time. 99%, what do you mean? Well, uh, I've heard about uh, a few stories here and there. Uh, players maybe well, out, not out. <laughs> I don't remember any stories of players going out without kit on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard the, tra- the, training, uh, the training event obviously wasn't your fault, but where they all got swapped. Yeah, no, that definitely wasn't my fault. But they still had kit, it was just the wrong size. <laughs> But um, I was talking um, earlier on about um, Pereira being, for me, one of the most gifted players I've seen in my time watching Albion. Not obviously, I'm not saying he's the best player that we've had, but um, he's definitely up there for me. Where would he rank for you in terms of natural talent? Well, listen, I'm a bit older than you, Ben, obviously. <laughs> uh, and when you've been going as long as I have, I've seen, I've seen better players than Mateus Pereira, but... Do I, do I love watching him? Absolutely, I do. I, I think I've watched that little flick he did on Saturday night about 300 times. I, I you know, he, he is a joy to watch at the moment. Yeah, I said earlier that flick should be illegal. <laughs> it shouldn't be allowed. It was that. It was that. Uh, but um, I think I think he'll flourish. I'm I'm hoping that um, we can keep him as long as possible. But I think if he starts uh, as well as he has, I just think he looks so good when he's on the ball. I think we will struggle to keep him for for maybe longer than a season. 
Well, listen, that's the nature of the business, unfortunately. I'm sure if he does well, somebody will come knocking the door. Yeah. Um, and then the financial situation we're in, it's one of them things. Are we, are we signed him on a permanent deal or is he on loan? Yeah, Remind me. permanent for, I think it cost us yeah, about permanent. £8.25 So I think, obviously, if we did sell, he's on a five-year contract. So if we sold him after a year, I think we'd get uh, a substantial return on what we paid for him. Well, if, if, you, if you can double your money on players like Pereira after a season, you know. Clubs, have to, clubs like us have to do it, unfortunately. Yeah, so um, I said earlier on about um, the goals that we, we conceded on Saturday. I was on the sort of line that I think Johnston probably should have at least dived for the first one. But then, Pete, uh, it, there's been a lot of sort of debate on it. What's your opinion? Do you think... Uh, I, I don't think he could have stopped it personally, but do you think he, he would have expected to go for it himself? Or do you think it just happened too quickly? Well, listen, Sam will be disappointed anything he lets in, you know, just the, the way the chap is, but I've seen the goal from three different angles, and he, he just hasn't moved, he hasn't been able to. You've seen how far he's come from, the, when he hits it, it's going a yard and a half wide. Yeah. You know, he's been, he's been a little hard done by there, with everyone moaning about him, and don't talk to me about the third goal, flipping heck, he's made a wonder save, yeah. through about six, we could, it should have been cleared well before he gained to Sam Johnson making the save, by the way. Yeah, but it's just, this third goal, it just still bothers me of how sort of it can it can go on. And I, I, I do think the managers should maybe come out and make sense. Because one of the commentators uh, on Sunday, I believe it was on Sky, said that FIFA aren't meeting until March um, to discuss any rules that have sort of changed. So surely we can't have this handball um, situation going on until March. Uh, well, by the sound of it, we're probably going to. Um, and like I said... As fans, there's nothing we can do, is there? We just got to get on with it. We'd have nothing to talk about anyway, wouldn't we? So that's true. We'd uh, we'd just be gloating that I think we might might have been above Wolves if that uh, equaliser hadn't gone in. But uh... yeah, well, there's a long way to go. Yeah, don't worry about that. There is, but we've got four big games to come up. Um, I'm hoping that we can get. I think we, if we want to, uh, it, it is a long season, but I think if we want to make our stamp on the league, we've got to get six points from. Uh, I think it's. Southampton, Brighton, Burnley and Fulham. I think we need to be targeting at least six points there. Uh, yeah, you'd probably take two wins out of that. You might take two wins and a draw, three draws and a win. But you know what? None of those are walking apart, any of those games. Brighton look decent this season. Yeah. Burnley are just, you know, they'll be as hard as anyone to beat. Yeah. There's no easy... I know it's a cliche, there's no flipping easy games, is there? No, what I said earlier though as well was even though we've only got one point on the board, I think the first three games we've got a lot more confident in each of the games. I thought we had a good 30 minutes against Leicester. Uh, Everton, we had a good, great first half and then it was just the red card that changed it. And then I thought we were excellent on Sunday. So I think the players are getting more confident with the uh, with the formation. It's just the fact that we are shipping in goals and it's something that we need to, to work on, I think. Yeah, that's... It's difficult that, you know, three games in, we're doing okay. We're, we're up and running now with the points on the board. Tough start. Let's see where we are at the end of November. I was uh, I was watching a video the other day and it's talking about players that you, you'd you never seen play at a football stadium that you're gutted about. I'm sure you've seen many. My personal one's Paul Gascoigne. I'm gutted I never saw him. Um, is there a player that you haven't seen that you'd like to? I, I imagine you've probably seen a hell of a lot of players. I'm going to say, I'm sorry, I don't know if there is actually. In fact, Paul Gascoigne, 
I think he made his debut for Middlesbrough against Albion, you know? Yeah, it's one player that I'm gutted. He's just natural yeah. talent that, that I never saw. Um, I, I was just wondering whether there was one that you hadn't, but I imagine that you've you've probably seen more managers than uh, many scouts have. Uh, more players? Yeah, no, I've pretty much seen. I've been very lucky in what I do, so I have seen pretty much all the players I'd like to see live. And uh, Is it an international break, I think, in a couple of weeks? Uh, no, we meet up this weekend, actually. Oh, do you? So, uh, the squad, yeah. I don't think the squad's been announced yet, but um, I can't... No, would you, like, would you like to hear it, or...? <laughs> I'm not sure you're, uh, you'd be allowed to give me an exclusive, would you? <laughs> Well, funnily enough, Ben, I haven't got it. <laughs> I don't think it's released Thursday, is it? Or Tuesday or Thursday? Yeah, I imagine it'll be pretty similar. Um, but no, um, I think um, I think it'll be good to uh, have a little break and get the players that we sign. Hopefully, I think the deadline's this uh, a week today, um, so that'll give them a sort of week with a club to get used to it but I think the players that we've been linked with Deeney, Grant they've all had a pre-season in them so it shouldn't take them that long to get up and running really No they should be able to speed quite quickly yeah I didn't realise the window shut next week Yeah I think it's a week today um, so obviously we've got Kravinovic who's going to sign Grant according to Sky Sports the other day they said that we've offered a loan deal um, for Grant in which we'll pay 5 million up front and then if we stay up we'll, we'll sign him for another 13 million uh, okay. I think he does want the move. He wants to play in the Premier League, so uh, that'll be interesting. Um, and then I'm not it's sure. A lot, it's a lot of doing that for a kid who hasn't really done loads, is it? It is. Um, it's it's a risk, but I think Slav wants a striker, and I, I hope it, we get it over the line. But uh, do you think we'll stay up to to have to pay the money to sign him next season? Uh, well, we've got out of the squad on Saturday. There's say Karinovic comes in, yeah. The Garzi comes in. Who else was missing? Anyone? Um, Ivanovic and Connor Gallagher and, and Gibbs. So, yeah, you still got to sign three players for me to have a chance. No, yeah, I, I definitely agree. One, one place that I don't think we'll sign anyone in particular, but one place that I think we do miss someone is maybe in the central defensive midfield. Because I think Livermore's sort of playing as your centre mid at the moment, but maybe with Kravinovic coming in and Gallagher, he'll push Livermore back to sort of play just in front of the defence rather than sort of Livermore sort of a bit everywhere at the minute, isn't he, when he's on the pitch? I'm not sure if that's more his personality or the tactics. Well, he won't drop Livermore, I'll tell you that now. Oh, no, it doesn't do uh, Yeah, and, he, and he, he won't play Karinovic and Gallagher. You know, he just won't. They won't all be able to squeeze him. He's got to play Diangana. He's got to play Pereira. He's got to play a striker. So they won't all be playing every week, you know. They've got to mix and match them. Yeah, one uh, one player that I thought played better on Saturday was uh, Sawyers. I thought... Um, going forward, he's a lot better than he is defensively, and I think that's why... Um, Maybe Sam Field could do a job of sitting further back than him. I'm not sure um, your thoughts on Field and if he should go out on loan again this season. Well, listen, I'm a Sam Field fan, but you're not. Sam Field will, will not start much more than five games for us this season. I'm reasonably confident about that. Yeah, right. You you, you, that's, that's, that's a feeling I'll get. You sort of like sense it. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure we'll see loads of Sam starting. 
Yeah, I said to um, Richie last week, I said... Uh, there must be some. I'm a big fan of uh, Samfield, but there must be some reason, uh, maybe in training. Um, but no manager that's our last sort of five managers that have been in, no one's really given him that cemented place in the starting lineup. No, and obviously, you know, you read what you want into that, but maybe he's not top of their uh, starting 11, clearly. So, you know, and it's no coincidence that. I didn't realise that was the case with the last four or five managers. If it is, it tells its own story. Yeah, and then um, obviously there's no fans in the ground at the minute. Do you think that's working in Albion's favour or do you think it's working against us? I'm going to suggest it's working in our favour, you know. Yeah, I think. I just think it's a bit of a leveller, really. Yeah, I think that obviously uh, we do at times create a good atmosphere at the Hawthorns most of the time for the big games. Uh, I think yesterday, uh, Saturday potentially, we might have got them over the line, uh, but it's hard to tell. And I think there is a lot of pressure on the players that haven't played in the league before. And 10 minutes into a game and it's nil-nil, you've got groans and stuff. Those players might uh, sort of go off the, the pace a little bit. So I think it pro- you're probably right. It probably uh, It probably is an advantage for us. Um, but the, the players would probably rather have the fans in. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, so they were talking about doing the test for a thousand fans in. Um, I think that's been pushed back now. I'm not sure we'll see any fans anytime soon. Um, would you want to be one of those thousand in, or um, is that something you wouldn't want to do just because I think with only a thousand fans in, is it going to be much of an atmosphere and is it going to be much different than watching it on TV sort of thing? Well, if there ain't a thousand fans in, I 100% want to be the first one through the turnstiles. That, you know, I, if we're allowed to go and watch the games, you know, take me in for the first one. But I'll be absolutely amazed if we see a football match this season. Yeah, I'll, I'll be very shocked. I think um, I think that's why they sort of put the derbies towards... We haven't got a derby um, against Wolves in this year. I think when they were doing the fixtures, I think they looked at that um, in hope that fans would be in. Um the stadium at that point because it's probably easier to police rather than uh, everyone being in the pub uh, no I disagree with that Ben there's no way they sat down anyone has sat down and thought oh we'll put Wolves Albion in January for any reason oh ok I, well, d- I, I disagree you know I'm just saying that's not I don't think that's what's happened there's been local derbies they played Watford Luton on the Saturday and if you're a football fan yeah. anyone knows up Watford Luton is no different to Blues Villa Wolves Albion it's just exactly the same so I don't think they've done that for any reason I think it's just a computer that's chucked it out and that's when they're in yeah and hopefully I don't like Wolves being so close to the end of the season hopefully we don't need uh, any points in because that'll just add to the drama and the, uh, the nerves on Derby Day I think Oh yeah, well, obviously they think they're going to relegate us um, on that fixture, don't they? Hopefully after last night. Yeah, hopefully after last night it's us relegating them, but I think that was just a a blip and they've got nothing to worry about. But uh, I think, yeah, so you'd sign a centre-back if you could. Um, I think... I think I probably would sign another defender and potentially a left-back because obviously we know Gibbs has got his injury troubles and um, then you're just left with Townsend. So uh, I, I like Connor Townsend, but I do think we probably need a little bit more backup in that department as well. Don't get Danny Rose. <laughs> it would be, uh, be a big signing if we could get him, but uh, 
I'm not sure our wages would stretch as much as he'd want. Well, someone's going to get him. Yeah, talking of wages, talking of wages as well. Today, um, there's been a lot of talk on social media about Charlie Austin maybe joining Derby. Um, I think he's our highest-paid player. So, do you think that's something that the club are probably looking to do? And because he hasn't been uh, in the squad for the last couple of games, I'm not sure if he's injured or if it is because of that reason. Well, I certainly wouldn't be thinking about getting rid of Charlie Austin until we know someone's come through the door. Even if if we sign a striker, just say Carl and Grant signs, that still only leaves Robinson, Grant, Austin and Carnu. It's hardly a lethal strike force, that, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Slav will say that he wants a striker, but then if we chuck in one striker out the door to get another in, does that mean he wants two? Um, Exactly, yeah. Because... You're just back at square one then. If if Grant gets injured, um, I like Carnu, but then you can't rely on Carnu to get you the goals to stay up. I like his hold up play, um, but obviously when you when you're in the Premier League, you need as many goals from your forward players as you can. Well, we, you normally have four decent strikers on your books, yeah. And then we've had it in the past with Longy, Lukaku, Adam Wingish, uh, my uh, Fortune, Rosenberg. There's always been a mixture. We've always had four strikers or there yeah, and it look it's somewhere that we are short. Uh, I'm not sure. I I think Grant would have come in by now if we didn't get Dean Garner. I think the Grant deal was quite far along, and then obviously Dean Garner come to us, and that was something that we couldn't turn down. Because um, I think he'll be brilliant for us this season. No, he's a good signing, Grady, and he'll be he'll sell out half a bit of value when his uh, contract is up with a bit of luck. If he stays with the duration. So I think, uh, I could be wrong here, but I think before uh, this season, your favourite player at the club was obviously Chris Brunt. Um, do you have yeah. a particular favourite now at the club, if you had to single one out? Uh, I'm, listen, I'm a fan of the good, honest pros, and Jake Livermore every week's an 8 or a 9 out of 10, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, no. he, he wears his uh, wears his heart on his sleeve, doesn't he? He doesn't. He never goes hiding, Jake. And he's uh, so like, at the moment. If you push me out, I'll be saying Jake. Yeah, no, I I probably agree. Uh, I think last season he was brilliant for us. Um, Pre lockdown, I think um, after lockdown, he I think he was a bit tired. But obviously, I think he was probably up there for player of the season for me last season. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Um, but um, no, we've got four big games coming up, and hopefully, we can get some points on the board. I'll. Uh, I'll ask you for your prediction later on in the week and hopefully uh, you're predicting an Albion win because you seem to be getting okay. it. I'm on a roll at the moment, two out of two, to be fair. You are. Uh, you're becoming a bit of a podcast regular. Um, have you got any more lined up? <laughs> no, I haven't. And obviously, the, the last one I did, they're good things, so I'm the act I've been told. So, yeah. <laughs> no, everyone loves to hear your stories and uh, hear about what's been happening on for England and for the clubs you've been at. So, uh, no, it's always good to hear from you. All right, pal. Listen, give my regards to your coat. <laughs> I will do. Uh, I'm not wearing it now, which is probably a shock for you. Yeah, good. But, probably dual wash, isn't it? <laughs> but no, Pat, thanks for coming on. Um, really appreciate it. And it's always good to hear from you. So it's always good to hear the thoughts of fans and uh, to have a catch up with Pat. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Episode four next week. Hopefully uh, we could come in with three points on that one. Um, 
And if you want to get involved, just let me know on Twitter or if you want to get any discussion points brought up, uh, just uh, comment below and let me know what you think. Thank you. Bye-bye.